0: All right, folks. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, um, we're going to restart this, um, so we'll replay the uh, interview with Coach Mark High. Sleep was lucky enough to uh, get the interview, so I'm going to start this over again. So I want to welcome everyone to the Pequignotche South State Preview episode. Doing something a little different today, as I mentioned earlier, in the first try. So we're going to redo this. We'll play the interview with Coach High. It's about 10 minutes, so just bear, bear with us for about 10 minutes, and we'll have. We're gonna just break down the interview a little bit, slick, so and then we'll uh, we'll come right back. And like I said, I'm so sorry that we had to redo this, but uh, we'll be back in about 10 minutes to discuss the interview. But please listen. Healthy pets, happy people, exceptional medicine, compassionate care—that's our motto at the Animal Health Clinic in here. Located at 500 Kelly Road, we are equipped with the latest veterinary technology and provide a full menu of animal health services, including after hours emergencies. Dr. Alan Smith invites you to join our clinic family by checking out our website at ahcpicune.com or calling us at 601-799-1300.
1: Bank with your hometown bank, FNB Picune Bank. With four branches in Picune a branch in Poplarville and Wiggins, and soon to have a branch in keel. The name has changed, but the employees continue to be the same friendly faces, offering you the same great service. So do your banking with your hometown bank.
2: Joining me by phone uh, today is uh, Marcus High, head football coach of the Gautier Gators. Coach, thanks for giving me some of your time today.
1: Oh, no problem. Appreciate you reaching out to
2: us. Yes, sir. So coach, um, in your fifth season as the head coach at Goshe, uh, former you were offensive line coach, um, took the job after the twenty seventeen season, uh, also part of the staff from nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and three, really coached kinda on the ground level of a school that that got started in nineteen ninety seven, three district titles during that time, and also coached at East Central in Van Cleave and Van Cleve and uh, was even an offensive lineman at Stone County high school in the nineties. So coach, you know, Thanksgiving's only a couple of days away. And, uh, I can think of a couple of things that might make your thankful list, uh, your Gators and your alma mater, the Stone County Tomcats, both playing for South state on Friday night. So, um, how exciting has this week been for you?
1: Oh, it's been real exciting, you know, just to be out here with the kids during Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, just seeing them, seeing their eyes light up and all, and understanding you know, what we have in front of us. You know, I have a nephew that plays in Stone County, and you know, everything that Coach Feaster's done there. You know, it's it's just been a it's been a great great situation.
2: Yeah, and Coach Feaster was a, a teammate of mine in high school. Um, you won't find a, a better man, better coach than, than that um, anywhere. Just a, a great great guy. I'm glad he's been able to to do what he's done at that program. Coach, since you've been the head coach uh, at Gautier, you've had a group of kids with you that have really been with you for part of this journey, Uh, a senior class that's played a lot of football together, and of course, leading that group is uh, your very, very talented quarterback, Caden Irving, not only racking up the passing yards, but also the accolades to go with it, and um, for our listeners, you know, he joins Dylan Favre and Miles Brennan as the only Coast players to ever eclipse the 10,000-yard mark in passing yards. And when you add in the guys from the north, uh, Oxford standout and USM quarterback Jack, Jack Abraham and Laurel's Keon Howard, I mean, that's a short list of only five players to ever do that uh, in Mississippi. So that's uh, quite a feat. So I'll ask you, Coach, just to speak a little bit to your senior quarterback and this senior class as a whole.
1: Well, you know, when, when this class was coming through, you know, we knew we were going to have something special. And, uh, you know, we got guys who, who really look after each other. We've had some guys who have been playing at a young age. Talk about Caden. Caden started for us as a freshman, and, you know, we had learning curves at that point in time with him. And uh, he's continued to get better you know, with the scheme and all that, that we uh, put forth and, you know, that we try to do. And, you know, just see him and the other kids evolve. You know, you talk about him and AJ Phillips anchoring the line. Big Al Wayne McDonald has done a great job. Marcus Tennant Hammond's running back. Uh, defensively, uh, Monier Boykin, the linebacker, has done a great job for us. Of course, Shamari Tank Carroll in the secondary. Uh, Dylan Richburg, Burt, Makai Redmond, defensive end for us. You know, they just watch these kids come along. There's a lot more that I'm leaving off, but to see them come along and, and grow, the uh, to where they have, you know, is always a special thing.
2: Hey, Coach, what kind of standard do you feel like this is set for these young guys that are coming up and even maybe uh, some kids who uh, maybe hadn't thought about playing football but have seen what Cade and this senior class and this group's been able to accomplish, and maybe they, they're they thinking about coming out maybe next year in the future?
1: Oh, well, you know, it's definitely put a little bit of a buzz in. You know, when I first came back here uh, to go say – not a lot of people knew about the the, the thirty three and three teams. You know, there was a span here we were thirty three and three and did some good things. Unfortunately, got beaten second round every year. But uh, you know, to see those, to see that that type of success coming back and the buzz for the kids and all that, you know, that's the biggest deal for me. You know, just to bring pride back back to where it used to be and have people talking about it and all that stuff.
2: And Coach, when you when you take a talent like Cade Nerving and you mix in the experience level at, at the skill positions, the synergy that this group has, um, how much more has this allowed you to continue to raise the bar of expectations for your offense?
1: Well, I mean, everybody knows the expectations we have. And they even have some of the games where – Caden's had like eight touchdowns and all, you know. We've had receivers with four touchdown games and 200-yard receiving and all that. You know, we still come back in and look at film and say, look, we still missed a couple plays here and there. So, you know, it's always a growing process. We, we in, in no way, except for think we've arrived because we haven't. You know, you, you haven't arrived until, until basically you be picking you. And even then, you know, you're still going to have to look at some other people in the face. So, you know, we we just gonna keep plugging along and keep doing what we do and try to get a little bit
2: better every day. Coach, I'll ask you one more question uh, on the offensive side. A sophomore wide receiver, uh, number eighty four, Dylan Alford, uh, yeah. finished the regular season. He was ranked second in receiving yards and touchdown catches. Uh, recently, received his first Division one offer from Ole Miss, and no doubt that's gonna be the first of many. Coach, you see this kid, great hands. Uh, runs great routes, very crisp routes. Uh, he's got that extra gear where he can turn on the speed and separate. Uh, this kid is some kind of special. Uh, one of the best receivers I've seen play that position in a long time. And, coaches, is this what you expected to see from him this year? I mean, is, or is he surpassing the expectations that you had for a kid who's only in a sophomore campaign?
1: Well, you know, as a coach, you always see it in him uh his work ethic is off the charts you know on Sundays we're down here breaking down the film we'll hear a knock at the door and it's AJ and his little brother wanting to get some lifting in and want to go outside and catch the balls I mean excuse me Dylan and his little brother so we know with Dylan you know him just his work ethic's always putting him, put him ahead of others very quiet kid doesn't say a whole lot he just when it's time to turn it on he's able to turn it on so it's been uh You know,
2: he's about what we thought he would be at this point. And, Coach, we we turn to the defensive side of the ball. Um, This is a unit that ranked second uh, in the district in points allowed. And uh, you've already mentioned Picayune. We've got East Central in there, um, a school that you coach, pride themselves on defense. Uh, Uh You can mix George County in there, Van Cleve. Your defense has been able to – you know, create turnovers and, and really led by one of the guys you mentioned, the senior linebacker, number 22, Monier Boykin, leads the team in tackles. Um, a junior, your big uh, six foot, 280 pound D tackle, Angel McKee, number 99. He's your sack leader, kind of a disruptive guy up front. And coach, just looking at Gaucher, um, I think people expect Gaucher to have a prolific offense, but how pleased have you been with the play of your defense this year?
1: Very pleased. You know, we first started the year. You know, I talked with the, sat down with the defensive players and all. and I said, guys, I want y'all to understand this. You're the heartbeat of this team. The defense is the heartbeat. I said, everybody's gonna talk about the offense and what we're doing, some of the numbers we put up. I said, but you guys are our heartbeat. You're the one that we all we all leaning on right now. And uh, they knew that. Like I said, we we got some seniors that have really stepped up. On the defense side, you know, you talk about Monier Boykin, who is just an energizer bunny. He just gets after a lot. Uh, Angel McGee, you know, he takes on a lot of double teams. You know, we we put him in a place that can be advantageous for him against certain teams that we play. Uh, Like I said, Makai Redmond's getting a lot of exposure right now. A lot of teams are coming in looking at him. I mean, talk about six four two fifteen defensive end slash outside linebacker. And uh, so, like I said, with our defense, you know, we, we've had some guys really step up and just kind of bring that mentality that we need.
2: And, Coach, along the way, looking at the just very impressive season that you guys have, uh, only one district loss, um, went to the playoffs. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Wayne County was a team that I don't know if if Gaucher historically had ever beaten in the playoffs Played them in the first round, um, ended up playing Van Cleave, a team that, that you coached at in the second round last week. And, Coach, I'm going to go back to this, the regular season finale uh, between Gautier and Picayune. It was a 48-42 contest at Lee Triplett Field that decided the district winner. It was so good of a game that needed an extra quarter um, of play before the decision was made. And, and, Coach, watching the game, it reminded me of – I'm a, I'm a big Rocky fan. It reminded me of uh, when Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed fought. And they're, uh-huh. they beat each other. They're bloody. They're battered. They're bruising. They hardly stand up. Went the entire distance. And it reminded me a lot of what we saw in that district uh, finale between you and Picky. But there was one difference. In the movie, Rocky Balboa tells Apollo Creed he didn't want a rematch. And Apollo said they ain't going to be one. There's going to be a rematch in this one. So when we look at this game on Friday night, as you guys are coming back, we know it's going to be electric. We know it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. The Gauthier fans have traveled well. What should we expect to see in this game on Friday night, coach?
1: Well, it's like I told, uh, coach Diner, a ton of respect for him after game. I said, you know, everything works out. Right. We're plan on, uh, dancing again over here for South state. So, uh, you know, it's something that we were looking forward to. Um, you know, nothing but respect for in and the program they got. Cause when you talk about some top programs in the state. picking is going to be your top three. So, uh, you know, just the ability to go out there and play them, you know, play them again, and uh, you know, sitting back watching film, and all the kids. We know some things that we did wrong, some things we left out there. I'm sure they think the same way. And uh, you know, we just to come out there and. Like I've told all the newspapers and everybody else, I can just promise you one thing, they are gonna get all we got. That's about all I can promise.
2: I think it's gonna be a good one, Coach, and I can't wait uh to see it again. It was uh one of those games that you, you couldn't really describe and uh to people that weren't there. You had to see it to really believe it. And coach really headlined in that game, um, and I don't know how many times this has happened, but there's gonna be two uh, Army All-Americans uh, in that game, uh, Caden Irving on your side and Dante Dawdell for pick unit. And, Coach, I'll, I'll put you on the spot a little bit here just to ask you. I've, I've given some of um, – just to really skim the surface of Caden Irving's accolades. I talked a little bit about his pass yardage. Um, we, we know at this point that he's pretty much all but signed on the dotted line of that he's going to go play baseball at Ole Miss. But if I was to ask you to guess – and say, "Hey, fill in the blank here, Coach. Blank percent is the chance that uh, Caden has of maybe stepping on the field and playing some football at Ole Miss as well. What, what number would you throw in there?"
1: Well, I'm not going to throw you a number. What I'm going to do is <laughs> tell you what Caden Irvin's told everybody, and me and him sit down and talked about it. You know, Caden will tell you, you, "Know that it's all in the good Lord's hand. You know what what He wants him to do." So, uh, you know, I'm going to reiterate that fact. I can tell you now. Uh, whoever decides to get him out there on that football field is getting
2: a pretty good football player. I think there's a lot of people in the state, uh, coach that, that would agree with that statement you just made. Well, coach, again, I appreciate your time. Um, I, I hope you guys have a a great Thanksgiving and good practice for the rest of the week. And man, we'll look forward to seeing you on Friday night at Lee triple field.
1: Yes, sir. Like I said, I appreciate all y'all do for high school athletics and, uh, Look forward to seeing y'all Friday.
2: Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. All right, bye. Go visit Heron Ford located on Memorial Boulevard in Picune,
1: Mississippi. They are your proud local Ford Lincoln dealer. Whether you're looking for a used car or a new car,
2: or if you have service needs, visit Pairing Ford once again, located on
0: Memorial Boulevard in Picayune, Mississippi.
1: When you see that
2: annoying service engine light on and you need an oil change, stop by Pit Lane Oil Change. Pitt Lane is a family-owned and operated business with professional and knowledgeable staff. They always take pride in providing the best care of their customers. They are located at 401 Highway 11 in Picayune. With fast, friendly service, let Pit Lane Oil Change be the pit stop for all your maintenance needs.
1: All right,
0: folks, you just heard from head coach Mark High of the Gaucher Gator Slick. I want to say thanks for being able to slip in there and get that interview. So, if uh, you missed our first try at this, we're doing a preview South State Championship game of. Gaucher versus Peking. We're doing it normally what we would do. Me and Slick would do on a podcast. We're doing the uh, music. Slick will get an interview with the coach. And then we'll run through a little breakdown. So Not really a lot to let people know. I mean, Peking is so familiar with Gaucher. A district
2: opponent. Just played him three weeks ago, Slick. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that what Coach High said really all he needed to say was it's going to be a ball game. He's going to bring his best effort. And I expect Peking to do the same. But I I think that as you mentioned, when you got tape three weeks ago, you kind of throw out the common opponents at this point in the game, at this point in the season. None of that really matters, but these are two teams that have a very good identity, and you don't always see that in high school uh, athletics. We've seen that a lot this year where teams will come in and try to switch from what they've been doing to try to have uh, some kind of advantage. And when you do that, you're taking away valuable practice time from what's gotten you there, your core offense, your, your, your core sets on offensive defense. But – When you look back at this game three weeks ago, uh, 47 passes from Gautier, 395 yards in the air, five touchdowns, 54 rushes, 300 yards on the ground, six touchdowns. Those offensive identities aren't going to change on Friday night. So that's what what you're going to see. You can flip the film on. Uh, Both teams are going to be confident because in a 48-42 game, you feel pretty good about your offensive game plan that you brought in. There's going to be no reason to change that. What it's going to come down to is, is what defensive adjustments do both sides make to try to get a stop somewhere. Yeah, and he
0: mentioned in an interview about his defense, Slick. He, he said that was the heart and soul of his defense. Sounds familiar to what Coach Stockner said in the beginning of the season for his team. So even though these teams have both had great offenses, they both talk a lot about – Coach Stockner and Coach High talk a lot about relying on that defense. And uh go back to the interview before we – Quick skip through slick. So, I love the Rocky reference, it's really what it was. It was a really big battle between Rocky and Apollo. And you know, like you mentioned in there, we're going to get that, re- we're going to get that rematch. So, and uh, I love how he mentioned how he told Coach Steiner, if everything plays out, we're going to dance again. You know, um, and the Kate and Urban, I wish he would have gave you a, a little bit better answer on the uh, chances never heard from... to ask. No, that, ask. Was, that was a great uh, question there from you, but uh. Yeah, Picayune and, and Gauthier aren't going to change anything offensively. I mean, you're going to get Picayune's downhill run style, mix in with a few passing plays, which Picayune actually passed pretty well against Gauthier, uh in that game. Um, some big-time plays. Gauthier's not going to all of a sudden start running the ball. So it, it's going to be Caden Irving running that offense the same way he did last time here at Lee Triple Stadium. Good thing
2: I feel about it, Slick, is I'm just so glad we're playing here. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, too, when you look at Gautier and the statement he made about his defense, um, in this matchup, this uh, regular season finale that we had three weeks ago, um, we moved the ball very well against Gautier's defense. At times, it looked like we weren't because they were giving up a very, very tough resistance. Uh, We didn't expect that. So his defense has been improved, and I think that Gautier's ticket's always been we got to score a lot of points, and, and hopefully the defense won. Won't keep us from you know being in the game or winning the game potentially, and I think their defense this year has played well enough to do just that. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit about
0: the path that both of these teams got here to the South State since that last game of the season, that district uh, champion. We might as well call it a district championship game between Goshen and Piqua Union. Goshen came in there with one loss, ended up losing the only district game they had. Piqua still thirteen and zero throughout the season, but Goshen got the number two seed and they got a good Wayne County team. Got them at home. They got down early in that game, Slick. They were able to battle back, win a 13, 38-21 game. Then they get Van Cleve, who really surprised the state and upset Hattiesburg as a four seed. So then they they kind of had, I mean, 42-21. I don't think they were ever worried about that game. Probably weren't worried about it going in that game. And the pickings road there was a little bit more difficult in my eyes. They played a Laurel team that we kind of talked a little bit about that um, – Year, last year it was you know we played them in South State and then you get them again in, in the first round and uh it was 24 to nine I thought our defense was absolutely phenomenal in that game and you're thinking well how can they do better man the show that they the defense picking and put on against West Jones, after we fall behind by you know early on in that game some costly mistakes early on but that defense rose to the occasion and really really sent picking to the South State
2: Championship. No, no doubt, and and I think when you look at three, five A, we've talked about this a lot this year. They're just a tough team that to, are tough district to really gauge. Um, the one, two, three, and four seating don't really matter. They beat up on um on each other week in and week out. But I think you gotta you gotta really be proud of the, the region four or five eight. It's kinda like A. It's kind of like the. We got a lot of SEC fans uh, where we live, in my opinion, too many LSU fans, Dave. But <laughs> we have a lot of SEC fans. And, it, and what happens during bowl season is you kind of start to root for the SEC and the matchups, right, regardless of who your favorite is. So you, you kind of pull for um, our region. And our region was 3-1 and one in the first round. And, you know, wins with Van Cleve, Picking Union, um, and then, you know, those two teams that you mentioned, Vancouver and Gauthier, playing playing in the second round, and I think that you've got the best two teams in 5A uh, for our our area that are matching up for this South State. So I think it's I think that you know wh- whoever aligned the the stars for this got it right. Yeah, one thing I was thinking about this week, Slick,
0: and I want your opinion on it because, uh, and I'll give you mine. But Piquin's been in this spot before; they're no stranger to playing and practicing this week. Gauthier's first time ever making it past the second round of the playoffs, which To his credit, before then, they have more rounds back then. Now, you know, three rounds is South – the third round now is South State, but they haven't ever made it to South State. Well, you know what that means. You got no school, Thanksgiving week, everyone's home. Picking is so familiar with that. Do you think that gives Picking, you know, somewhat of an advantage that they did this last year and this this coaching staff has done – most of this coaching staff, if not all of it, had done it
2: even before that? Yeah, I mean, I think that anytime you have to change up or something's new to you and you have to start making adjustments, uh, it can factor in to some things. But I, I don't think it's going to have any bearing on this game. Again, I think you got a team that is coming in very confident because Pickens' defense has been so suffocating all year. Uh, Ten points has been the most that they've allowed prior to negotiate and they they gave up forty-two. So I think there that none of that's going to matter at this point. They, they shouldn't have any trouble having the kids locked in down and negotiate for this game. Yeah, I mean, you got your first ever South state game. I expect the
0: league triplet stadium to be absolutely electric. I mean, the, the thing about it is we played on a Thursday night. That helped the crowd a little bit, but now you knocked it down to, um, stone plates. you know, I'm going to say congrats to coach Feaster, who we had, uh, on the podcast, you know, last week going into that game. So congrats to him and moving on and, uh, past Popperville. But other than that, you got the coast, which a lot of people. So you're going to get a lot of people from this area show up for this game, even outside of our area, are going to come watch this uh, game. Especially after the first one, I mean, you've got to want to come see this one. You have two teams that battled it out and went into overtime and Pitiron just you know did what they needed to do to win that game. And uh, I and mean, you're right, I I think this whole week. I mean, I haven't been over there. I've been so busy with work and stuff, and I know Clay hasn't had a chance to get over there this week, but I know they, they, they're they not having to yell. They, I don't think they have to get at these kids this week. All that I bet all they have to do is point up the 42. I mean, just hold a sign up saying 42, and this defense is going to be fired up because I've talked to a lot of the players. I know you have, and Clay has too, and they they feel like they just didn't play very well, you know, so I think they're going to clean a lot of those things up and, and just – you know, listen to what coach staff, and, and this coach staff's so good. I, I honestly think they'll they'll clean up what they see that they did wrong. You know, maybe they had the play called wrong. I have no doubt in that. And we're gonna talk a little bit of the keys to the game, uh, Slick. Uh, if you wanna start it off here, what you what you think is keys of the game?
2: I mean, it's really it's simple for me. It's three of them because again, I think this is not gonna be a hard thing to try to game plan for um, with a familiarity the fact that we played a few weeks ago, we kind of know what each other is going to bring to the table. But uh, I think you got to clean up the turnovers. First off, uh, four turnovers last week against West John's uh, three in the first half. I mean, we were down, um, you know, 17 to seven that game against a very good football team. We don't want to try to do that again on, i put that on repeat for this week and then cleaning up those pre-snap penalties. We had too many of those last week. We shot ourselves in the foot. Um, you know, you get in a second short, now you're in a third long, you end up having a punt because of that. We don't want to do that. And it's really going to be four clean quarters of picky in football. Um, we don't want to be down 17 7 negotiate. We don't want to be chasing them for points. Um, I think having gone through that last week, uh, if you do want to take a positive from that, is this team knows that they have enough uh, mental fortitude and drive, can get together and come back in a game when they are down. So, uh, we're we're not going to see this team hang their hats if they get down, but you don't want to be down a couple of scores against an offense like this trying to play catch-up.
0: Yeah, and I want to go back to – I mentioned this. I was going to say this earlier in this broadcast, but I want to go back to what I said in the postgame. I think I kind of harped a lot on what Coach Pearson didn't do in that second half to cost the game. But, man, I don't know that – I mean, I, I just mentioned how the defense played mm-hmm. – I don't really, I don't think I. as much as I praise him, I don't really think I give him enough credit on how they played against West Jones. It was absolutely phenomenal. I think that was part of what caused him, even though he was leading the game, I think he knew how good our defense was playing, and he knew if we got on a roll offensively and could finish those drives, that he knew he was in a bind. And so it caused him, even with a lead, our defensive performance caused him to do some things that was uncharacteristic. So I think that what we did, what we seen against Laurel, they stepped it up a notch against West Jones. And then, the, and then, offensively, man, we were able to get some push from that offensive line. I mean, looked at the stats. I mean, most of the most of our guys were having just seven yards of carry. And most of the most of the people talking are like, West Jones shut us down. They had 350 yards rushing. Like, I mean, that, if that's shutting someone down, you know. So I, my key is, do what we did the first time offensively, let's push, let's get the push, let's, uh, no holding, you know, no all-stars, you mentioned that, no pre-snap penalties, don't want to do that, can't be set behind the sticks, but I think this team can just do what we did offensively last time, and, if you know, I'm, just, I'm sure they're going to be some minor changes, I mean, we, we looked at it like it was a great offensive performance, but I know how Coach Stogner and Coach Edwards and Coach Fielder are looking at that film going, man, we could have scored, we could have done better, you know, so they're going to clean those few things up, and I, I expect the team to play very well. I mean, obviously, you don't have to you don't have to beg a kid to get up for this game, right here. So. No, no, not at all.
2: I mean, it, there's a lot riding on this, and you know, this is really some some good things that. And, and you mentioned, and I kind of agree with you. I think that playing Laurel in the first round and West Jones um, in the second round, we we had a tough schedule um, to boot to come in. But when you look at it, man, I mean you bring a Gauthier team in that had never beaten Wayne County and they've been a nemesis to pick you in the past. They've been in a lot of people's nemesis in the playoff, but to be able to come in and, and beat them and kind of get that over that, that mental bridge, that's going to give this team a lot of confidence too as they, as they come into this game. So we can say that both teams have had their share of, of adversity and had some mental challenges that they had to work through to get to this point.
0: Yeah, sure. will, and I think, I mean, we can harp on this all night if we sit here, but it's going to be a great game. I hope everyone shows up. But if they can't sleep, they can listen to Clay and you and Darren. On I won't be there this Friday. I want to apologize. I had a family vacation planned. But uh, Twitter will still be running. We'll have someone doing that for us. But uh, I had a family vacation to take care of and go to. And I'm uh, looking forward to that. Just hate I got to miss the game. But listen on the MixLR app. Search Picayune. Follow. If you just follow, it just gives you the notification. And you can click right on and give a listen to Slick and uh, Clay. But the winner of this game is going to get a state championship appearance at the Rock in Hattiesburg, so hopefully I miss this game Friday. I'll be back the following Friday, as if you haven't heard, they will change. We will play. The winner of this game will play Friday at the Rock instead of Saturday. Uh, I I did decide to change that, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about the I won't be there but y'all will talk a little bit about that Pittsburgh and West Point game because that's the winner of this game Friday we'll play that game in the rock um so you darren and maybe clay maybe clay may step out still but uh, y'all will discuss that during the animal health halftime uh animal health clinic halftime and I want to mention something you said we didn't maybe mention on the broadcast was uh you, want to, you can you can see yeah, the yeah game, so first. so yeah so a couple
2: of things so just as a reminder and know clay brought this up um in our uh, post-game show last week, um, we will go on the air at 6.15, so we've been going on the air at 6.30, we're going to do 6.15 this week, just because, just going to give us a little bit more time to talk about this journey that Picayune's had, and this matchup a little bit, so uh, you can tune in at 6.15 for our Mossy uh, Picayune uh, pre-game show, we'll be on the air then, and then I wanted to make mention, because we, we got caught up in the excitement again, I have to apologize to, to, to Ross and those guys at Farm Bureau, but he did get us some t-shirts over today so Josiah Conti was our um, our former player of the game, and and boy, he deserved it. Um, you mentioned that defense and, and pitching a 21 point shutout. Josiah so played a big part in that. Two interceptions, had contributions on offense, and really was a big part of helping will this team back uh, to a 21 and 0 uh, shutout in the second half.
0: Yeah, that second half performance was absolutely phenomenal. So as you mentioned, I guess the a of P. Q. pregame show at 6:15 instead of 6:30, but the kickoff will stay the same at seven o'clock. So hopefully everyone enjoys this share it listen we're still going to have the broadcast i mean this post game i mean this podcast preview episode on soundcloud and uh apple or wherever you're getting your podcast Like i want to thank you for coming over here and definitely want to thank uh jeff for coming over here and helping me figure out how we're going to play that uh coach high interview on this broadcast and not have to uh scrap it to the uh regular podcast no man thanks for hosting this it's been great yeah so uh Hopefully we'll we'll have something planned big for next week if Picking can move on against Gauche and uh hopefully we do another live show if uh, people wanna wanna do that, just let us know. And uh so hopefully Picking and Coach Darden will wish them well as I won't be there, but uh I will be definitely listening to you in uh clay. So thanks everyone and uh good night.